0: Hello, beautiful woman. Welcome to Range Woman, the variety show. Range, to me, is defined as the ability to take on multiple tasks or projects simultaneously, efficiently and effectively, whilst being able to tap into and/or embody the energetic states required for each of the tasks or projects with ease, flow. And grace my name is Lala Angela Wang and it is my intention through featuring a range of amazing women that I have come across in my life to inspire you too, to follow your dreams your desires and creating the life of your dreams I am a huge believer that we can all have it all in this lifetime, perhaps just not all at once. So if you so desire, join me on an amazing journey to in- discover your inner range. Hello, 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 good morning. Oh my God, I am so, so so excited. Have you ever had that feeling when you go onto a concert or book signing and you're just like, oh my God, I'm meeting my idol for the first time. (laughs) This is how I'm feeling right now. So, welcome to Range Woman, the variety show. I am your host, Lala Angela Wang. Yes, I'm super excited today. Um, for those of you who's never watched the show before, Range Woman, for me, is a show that I really, really want to highlight and also feature, the amazing women in my life that are doing all the things. And the most importantly, they're doing them with ease, flow, at least most of the time, <laughs> But with definitely with plenty, plenty, plenty of pleasure. Reason being, a lot of my clients are like, well, Lala, you're just like a one of weird human being that can do all the things. And I truly, truly believe and truly, truly desire to really share this message around the world is that we can all truly have it all. And it is all possible. There's more than one Lala. There's plenty of amazing human beings on this planet that's all doing the things. And today it gives me so, so, so much pleasure to bring on one of my idols, somebody I have been stalking and following and being coached um, <laughs> for, I can't remember for how long, it's almost like forever. It feels like she's been around forever, um, but really looking back, it hasn't really been that long. So it gives me great pleasure and lots of goosebumps just let me pick them up and put them back on to welcome the amazing, amazing, amazing Ruby Lee. Hello, wow. Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that introduction so
1: much. I was just like, having the best giggles over here. <laughs> you are just your energy is so infectious. I'm sure you get told that all the time, but ah, I love it. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so great to be here. Thank you, Ruby.
0: Thank you for being here and being up and early and doing an interview.
1: It's all good. I'm an early riser, so it's perfect.
0: Amazing. So, um, like I said, I kind of lost count of how long you've been sort of really stepping into your site hustle. And it feels like it was so long ago you sold your property in Melbourne, you decided to become a digital nomad with hubby and kids and your extended blended family. And you come back to Melbourne just before COVID hit and it's almost like your life has been a complete 360 compared to last year and this year. So how does it feel being a digital nomad mm. in lockdown? You know what I we weren't ever meant
1: to come back for I mean like we were going to touch down to Melbourne for three weeks because we've <laughs> just been all around the world and we thought we'll come back and we'll say hello to the family and then we had all these retreats that were being planned Yeah, mm. year. Oh, I remember so that. It, yes. And so coming back and then being told we couldn't leave again, it didn't really seem real. It was kind of like, mm. oh, sure, we'll get over this. It'll be no time. We'll be back on a plane by June. And had all these really romantic ideas about <laughs> <that laughs> how quickly we could return to our normal life, which was really, you know, being able to, roll the world map, pick somewhere, have our finger land somewhere and then fly there and explore that country. Is
0: that how you literally did hours. it? Pardon? Is that how you literally did it? Like you roll the world yeah. map and it just go bing.
1: Yeah, we did it. Some nights we'd be like having a few glasses of wine and be like, where do we want to go? <laughs> so that was really nice. I mean, being a digital nomad, there are some places you just simply cannot go because... The internet mm. is so terrible. Um, and things like, you know, we've had our kids travel with us. So there was always like a level of working out, is it actually somewhere we can go realistically? But mm. coming back to the question, yeah, it's sort of been like, well, we we landed at, on the end, at the end of March. So it was already in full-blown swing, like conversations about COVID and whatnot. We came back in March and then it just feels like Oh, we're in December. So I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> the last couple of months have gone. I'm sure you can all relate. Uh, it's a, a bit, bit a bit of a blur.
0: And I still remember now you've reminded me when the first hit and you came back. You're like, I remember this post. It's I think your retreat was in May, June-ish, and you were like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And you had to make that really difficult decision and say, well canceling it
1: yes had to cancel we had three retreats planned in bali over the course of one month and we had booked this amazing retreat space and it was booked out lala like everyone was coming we had people flying from germany from the us from canada like from all over the world new zealand to come to bali and retreat mm-hmm. with all of us and um they all had to cancel their flights and we had to cancel the center and all of that. All of my guest uh, mentors that were coming in to do things like yoga and sound healing canceled all of them. And it was so devastating, you know, mm-hmm. because I remember it on New Year's day I had said, Oh, 2020 is going to be the year of in-person retreats, running lots of events all around the world and that dream just came to such a halt. Mm -hmm. So that felt like a real shock and it took me a while to actually realise that our entire business plan and our vision for this year anyway had to kind of quickly pivot Mm -hmm. and that was also, yeah, it was was definitely, I was in a bit of shock for a while, in denial more than anything else.
0: (laughs) I think a lot of us were. Yeah. So let's go back to the basics. Who is Ruby Lee and what does owning a hustle, owning her own hustle, meant to her? Yeah. So,
1: I've gone, <laughs> yes. I've gone through so many versions of me since becoming an entrepreneur. Mm. And this is one of the things that I really adore about entrepreneurship. It really is just such a. Privilege to explore the human and to also explore the spirit and to mm-hmm. explore who you were prior, whether you believe in past lives or um, at least like guides, ancestors, people that are around who shape who you are. Mm-hmm. And with every journey and peeling back that layer, you become a deeper version of of yourself and you find your purpose and you find your destiny in this world and that's been so fun also extremely traumatic at times you know when you find certain things and you go wow like i really went through a bit um or my ancestors had gone through a bit to have me come here so with all that being said i guess the way i would explain it to people is i'm an online business coach helping you get to multiple six figures and beyond if you're a coach who's really looking to grow and scale online I do private mentoring, mostly masterminds these days. I have two, and I also have a membership which is really grounded in spiritual practice and then the strategy over the top of that. So 80% of the work we do is you know, mindset, spirituality, connection to who you are from the inside out and from that place we birth our soul's joy which is our businesses and the way that we want to, you know, really receive in this world. So that is a little bit about what I do.
0: I love that so much. Um, We spoke about this just before we jump on about how from an outsider's perspective, you have, i watch you evolve and grow and just like, Turning into who the version of you right now for the past three years, and it 's like every time i turn i 'm like whoa here 's the new thing that ruby 's doing now, and I love how you said about spirituality because it wasn 't always part of your brand and when you first started, it was a lot of LinkedIn there was a lot of strategy it was about you know I remember your was it a ninety day quest that you did on LinkedIn, recording your journey from you know having a part time hustle to a full-time online business so how did you through this journey found your woo ness
1: I found it because it was always around but I just hit it so for the for the longest time and from when I was really young I was always that child that saw spirits like mm. I was my mom was like don't tell me about it <laughs> You know, um, I like I've got a very superstitious family, you know, like I think a lot of Asian families are. And I would be like, oh mommy, there's a girl there. And she's like, what? Don't tell me about it. And then like I think that was sort of accelerated um when I sort of was at university and i moved out on my own i lived in this big old house in this part of Melbourne, a beautiful house like it was in you know it was in queue it was gorgeous but i would see things hear things feel things and i would tell my girlfriends i'd be like oh can you feel that like is it so someone just walked by and they're like oh my god stop it but oh god, yeah i think I've always had that connection to other worlds, but it never mm-hmm. feels, like, scary. It's never, like, ooh, you know, I'm, like, possessed or anything. It just feels like I, I can, you know, ultimately feel, like, energy more than mm-hmm. anything. I think the work that I do in energetics has always been a part of who I am since I was, like, four was the first time I really felt yeah. it. and um, But then, you know, like, you go through the societal things and you get told that you live your life in this way and don't talk about spirituality because it can come across as you know um, it's it's one of those topics that's just like oh maybe we'll just leave that it's too contentious or mm-hmm. this is something that doesn't cross the lines into career into business so i suppressed a lot of that you know it was just to put that in the box and and That's not what normal people do so don't talk about it and i would yeah i think for a good decade i just did not really pay much attention to it that whole thing where your attention goes energy flows so no attention was going to this woo-woo side and it wasn't until i really started to start my business and i started to really get into this sense of well, who am I, you know, at top level, you're told like, you know, establish your vision and your values and your mission and your purpose, like all the things that corporate tells you to do. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But that aside, what about like deep, like who are mm-hmm. we? And why are we here doing what we do? Why are we being called to speak about certain things, etc.? cetera? And that's when I started to kind of go, oh, all right, I will peek back into that Pandora's box and, open it all up and that's when it started flooding back through around Mm -hmm. that discovery of who I truly am and also that initial sadness that I had put her away and I told Mm. that version of me that I wasn't good enough and that I had to be muted and that I wasn't able to really show who I am. And so that manifested in the form of just like showing up with heavy strategic work Mm. in the. of teaching LinkedIn. I still teach LinkedIn, but now with a more like spiritual lens um, or like mindset lens because LinkedIn's so mindset-driven. Mm. But I think more so than anything else, it's just felt like a very natural coming back to who I was always meant to be.
0: What was that pivotal moment when you realised, because I, I remember, well, like I said, I stalked you for a little while. <laughs> 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 I remember that moment you went, okay, LinkedIn, Okay, social media, Um, I haven't been completely honest with you. I've got the spiritual side. What was that pivotal moment that made you go, all right, now I am ready. I'm ready, even though it's actually really scary, especially LinkedIn is such a, a, a corporate platform to go, hey, I'm going to talk about my woo-woo-ness on this platform.
1: Well, I think for me, my closest friends and my husband, they really called me out in the most gentle way. They were like, Roofs, you have crystals all around the house and you love yourself a good, you know, Oracle card pool and things like that, you know, where it's just the things that I really love to connect. Mm. And uh, the way you show up in this world is like a totally different version and you always talk about being unapologetic and yet this is the one thing you're not apologetic, you're you're totally apologetic about. Mm. And I remember actually my best girlfriend said that I've known her since I was six and she remembers me really kind of being between two worlds Mm -hmm. and um, she's like what where did that go where's that version of Ruby and I remember well my first reaction was like my back was up against the wall and it came really fast actually like Jess my best friend and then another one of my friends and then Michael, my husband, said it all within close succession of each other, but it was total separate occasions. And mm. that's you no, know, it's not. It's not like a coincidence. It's it's a message. It's a sign. It's a synchronicity of some kind. Yeah. And I realized there and then, right? Like I'm calling myself out on my own bullshit that. I can be all these other things and be this version of who I think the world wants to see of me. But then there's this side of me that I'm not allowed to show. And I Mm. went, there's this beautiful part of Melbourne called the Macedon Ranges. And I went for a big hike and I meditated there right near this like bubbling brook. It was so beautiful. And Mike had actually taken a photo of me just sitting there. It was freezing cold. It was like, eight degrees and I was just in this space of like, and frost was coming out of my mouth. And I remember that photo was the photo I used to then create an article on LinkedIn saying um, spirituality in business. And that was the article you're referring to about how I've been hiding this side of me. And that article went bananas. Like so many people were saying to me, no one talks about this on LinkedIn. Oh Mm -hmm. my like, I feel like I found my coach. I found my mentor. Thank you so much. I was like, you know, a, f- a real full circle moment for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: That is so beautiful. Do you think it was also, you were also guided in a way to quit your nine to five and go, yup, I'm going to go all in? Oh, my God, Lala. I was side hustling <laughs>
1: for five years. Do you think like the universe was like how many times do we have to tell this one like <laughs> seriously and i if i cast back i had so many conversations and so many signs and, <laughs> and also like so many chromatic ish experiences and like things like you know i as you know my story like i nearly got fired for starting a blog <laughs> And I'm like, who gets fired for starting a blog? Like that is super extreme. And it like beyond the the, in the now physical world things like, oh yes, my employer was government based and my manager was very loyal to the company and all of this, it was definitely a gateway into this world of entrepreneurship. It was literally like, Kicking my butt. Out of- hello. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I'm. What did I do? I still went back and got a part time job. You know what I mean? Like, there's just moments like that where you think that version of me had serious trust issues with the universe.
0: <laughs> um, I think my guides would have been just going like, um, lala, uh, uh hello, are you like, are you listening? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Like I know they would just seriously rolling their eyes. One of my guides is my grandfather. Like I just know it's him. I've told the story many times, but whenever he's around, I can smell him. He smells like cigars. Like he smoked cigars every single day and that's just his smell. He died of a heart attack. It's no surprise, right? But he was just like, oh, cigars everywhere. And I swear, anytime I was like guided to entrepreneurship, I could smell the cigar and I'm like, what's <laughs> like, oh. When I got fired, nearly fired, I got so upset. And then I was just this real comforting sense of like, oh well, he's around. Like I know he's there. But I d- couldn't quite decipher what that meant around it's okay. We've got you. You you're meant to be doing this. This is this is made for you. It's not happening to you. And now mm. that I look back, I think, wow, that is some. Um, That was
0: some pretty powerful stuff (laughs) (laughs) so i have a lot of clients that would come to me that's in the corporate job and they would just like and i think i kind of touched on it in the intro they look at me and go i can't do it like simply uh my job is too busy like forget about even jump out of corporate starting a side hustle like it's just are you mad so I guess my question to you you had your side hustle for five years so you you sort of lived it you breathe it what would you say to somebody who's kind of sitting on a fence going um 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 I don't mm, no I don't think I've got time to do this but I really want to do it but you know it's that in the now energy what would you say to somebody as an advice to start a side hustle
1: oh side hustles Okay, honestly, if you don't have time, just don't do it. <laughs> because that's the one commodity you really need. Mm. So if you, if you don't have time, it's just not your path for right now. However, if you're saying to me, I'm willing to sacrifice some things and to make time, that's where you start seeing some exponential changes happen with your 1% decisions. So if you decide, okay, well, instead of doing whatever you do after dinner time to wind down, what if wind down meant side hustle time? What if it meant watching a YouTube video about how to start your blog or how to start your YouTube channel? What if it meant writing down your mission and your vision? You know, that that thing that you do every night, it compounds. So I know for a fact, like whenever I sat down, which most times, quite honestly, was 10 p.m. at night, and I would side hustle until 2 a.m. They were the time. I love, mm-hmm. like, I always activate when the moon is high and it's up. Like, that is when I am at my best, and I really mm-hmm. just do so much amazing work. Um, and then I'd get up the next day and go to work and be fine. Like, but I, I definitely found that those days that I did that, were the days that set me up mm. down the track so that I could make the leap more easily once I decided to make the leap. But like, wow, like all these five years worth of a couple of hours here and a couple of hours there have made such a great difference that by the time I had left corporate, I already had a six-figure side hustle. Mm. So I, it was already thriving. It was already making money, but it was almost like, That was the the 1% decisions I had made to get me there.
0: That is so good. And I mean, I often say, you know, the times when people are watching their Netflix or the times when they're having long lunches with their girlfriends are actually the times where I'm in front of a computer, doing an interview, doing the things. And to me, that's actually winding down. Totally. I think that's the magic. You want to make sure you pick the thing that you love, not just doing it because everyone else is doing it.
1: A hundred percent. I was just speaking to one of my private clients about this yesterday. She's like, when do you ever switch off? And I'm like, well, I don't feel like Mm -hmm. I need to switch off because this is an embodiment of who I am. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of joy that comes from, sitting in front of a, a TV or even reading a trashy novel or anything. It's just this is how I, I love it. And, and my wind downs can sometimes look like I have a group on Facebook and a lot of my members go live on it. So I'll just watch their live streams and be like, wow, These people are incredible. And that's, I would rather watch them than watch Netflix. And that it can still be regarded as work because I'm responding and it's my group and whatnot. But it never feels that way.
0: That is so good. So you have created a great segue to that's tap into family because I know family is very important to you. And a lot of times, mums are like, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to fit in my own hobby, my own time, me time and family time, and work time, and often a lot of mums, especially in corporate, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I don't have time for myself. How do you have now a seven-figure business, a blended family, travel around the world, and still working with your husband and still have this, I guess, balance i hate to use the word balance because for a lot of people balance is like 50 50 everything's equal Mm -hmm. um i know for me balance is your kind of balance whatever works for you so how do you create your own kind of balance while still juggling all the things that you've got in life it's so funny you say you don't
1: think about it as 50 50 neither do i i because my my background is actually in investments that was like my um my first job that I had, and a balanced portfolio always looks like, you know, like a pie. Yeah. And it's like a whole heap of different slivers that make up a balanced portfolio, right? So that's the way I think about energy and, and how I want to live my life. So, um, okay, so let me think about this. Firstly, I could not be doing this and sitting in front of you right now recording this without my husband. Mm -hmm. So by far, he is my rock, my secret weapon. He has carried the weight of parenting as we've grown our business, like 1000%. So he right now, he's got the little one with him upstairs tucked away. Um, they're probably, I don't know, watching iPads together. Who knows? Like um, I have a 13 year old. He, he'll he be in bed until 11am, like for sure. You know, so it's school holidays now. So it, it's kind of this thing where uh, this idea of work and family and living a life is all in one encompassing. So a very practical example as well is i might be doing a live stream on my instagram and my little one is literally just behind the screen like he's just Mm. there and he could just be eating or um i don't know drawing or something like he's quite nearby i do the bulk of my work when they're in school or with carers and then at night if i'm doing anything else they're always around so I don't necessarily say, like, it has to feel a certain way or it has to be, you know, like, laptops down and systems down to have quality time. I just know that we do through connection and Mm. through energetic, you know, forces being around each other. There are definitely moments where it's been tear my hair out challenging, especially travelling around the world with a a two-and-a-half-year-old um, who, you know, two and a half to three and a half is when we were really traveling with him. And there were moments where, yeah, he had like massive tantrums on a 14-hour flight. And I was like, oh, wow. And then it would knacker us out the next day. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I had three coaching calls to do. Mike was in jet lag mode. We were all cranky at one another. There were days like that for sure. Like, they are human. But ultimately we look up and we go, Okay, we're in Athens. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> really, are you gonna know? You know, um, and so I think looking bigger picture, the experiences that we also show the the kids, right? Like that we're allowed to live this life that is not ordinary, and we're totally fine with homeschooling, taking them out, traveling, using the world as a way for them to learn. That's perfect. So we have a very unconventional way, I think, of looking at life and education and travel and business. And now both boys, I would say, are super tuned into entrepreneurship and they're super tuned into what it means to earn. We talk to them a lot about the power of money, money flow, how if we wanted to have something, we could launch something and how that would look and not being dependent on anybody else for that independence and, and our desires. And that's been really wonderful to see them grow into that understanding
0: as well. Do you think your 13 year old's one day going to become an entrepreneur before you know?
1: Oh, he already is. He's a he's oh. a YouTuber. Like he does like all these things. Like it's really, it's amazing. And um I'm very proud of him because he's just you can see, like, the, the cogs, like, ticking of how does this become, it's not just me, but it's a brand. I'm going to grow a brand. And then he'll sit down and we'll talk about the brand and we'll talk about his positioning. Like, it's just the best. So it's, it's amazing. Even the young one, he's, like, four, almost five now, and he's just like, oh, okay, so... Um, I, I also want to start a YouTube channel. My, oh my God, like maybe a bit, okay, we'll just, let's just, let's just chill. But (laughs) things like, um, you know, I, I want to become, uh, I want to have a laptop and I want to become, um, you know, like he doesn't know how to say an entrepreneur, but I want to have my own business. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like hearing him say that, (laughs) I love that.
0: So talk about being unconventional as a family it's also very unconventional to have a business with your hubby because that meant basically you guys are like this 24 7. yeah what is it like to work with your hubby and what would i guess your tips be for families that are looking perhaps to start a family business
1: Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, I coach a lot of husband-wife teams or partner and partner teams, and both Michael and I actually sit down and, and we talk th- talk it through and we coach them. And, like, one thing I've really come to notice and realise is we have a very sacred connection, him and I, and we have this, like, way of reading each other's minds and being in each other's energy. There's a lot that can be left unspoken That is actually the alchemy and the magic of why we're such a great partnership. Mm -hmm. Because it's almost like, oh, have you done that? Yeah, done that. Oh, what about this? Yep, cool, done it. Or, oh, you need some space. I'll just move upstairs without even me, me needing to say anything. Or he needs space. He's like right in the middle of building out a new funnel. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like he needs like a couple of hours. And I don't need to say anything. It just is. So one of the things that we did from a very practical standpoint right at the beginning, and not a lot of people know this, Mike started the business first, and then he reeled me in. So rather than I starting it and then retiring him, it was the other way around. So by the time we had both stepped into business together, he had drawn up role descriptions, position descriptions within the company, And this is so important. Like, it's amazing how many of our couples haven't even thought about doing that. They're just like, oh, okay, we just started working together one day. And that is where we literally can separate our boundaries around, well, this is what I fully own in the business, operations, team, funnels, ads, strategy, and this is what you fully own in the business, sales, marketing, coaching, connection, audience building, all of that stuff. And that was super clear. There are some areas where we, of course, cross over, and that is great. I mean, we literally, like, set aside team meetings. We sit down. We talk things through. We pair. We have computers, laptops next to each other. If we're talking about something that really we're butting heads on in a really healthy way, we'll always remove ourselves from the home office or home environment because we can now, and we'll go out to a cafe and we'll go somewhere neutral And just have fresh energy and fresh space Mm -hmm. to really talk something through. So there's a lot of things that um, over the years, we've worked together two and a half years now, that we've learned. And we've maybe had a handful of real standoffs and real arguments about something in the business. But it never lasts for more than 12 hours. (laughs) Like it's always resolved during the day. So if there's, and we never go to sleep arguing about something to do with business. That's just so stupid. So important. It's yeah. just like, come on, like that's work and this is our relationship. So we can really separate that quite well now.
0: Mm, fantastic. Well, human design. <laughs> Cause I, all of my clients, when they come on board, they do a human design reading, they do an astrology reading, and then they do a strength finder reading. For me, it's a perfect combination of who we were born, who we are right in this present moment and who we might be in the future. And I know there was this one, I think it was about this time last year. And you literally said, all right, I'm taking a deep dive into human design and literally within, I don't know, a week, it's like you came out, you finished reading a book, finishing a course. And now that I understand human design, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. For people who don't know human design, especially from a business sense, I -hmm. guess my question is really, how does it help you and how does it help your client in terms of sort of understanding how to navigate business? Mm -hmm. Because I talk about this a lot. My love at first sight did not exist with human design and you were the person that introduced me to this thing. I'm like, what the heck is this? I know Ruby's always like at the front foot with the latest trends, but what's this thing? So I did my reading and I was like, wait a generator is meant to respond i uh uh, uh, that that doesn't sit well with me um i used to think i'm an aries in star signs but i'm actually triple pisces and i was like that doesn't sit with me as an aries because i just go i don't respond that that doesn't exist in my dictionary at all but then when i did it the second time around i kind of sat within like oh, now I understand what that meant and it actually has helped me with my business so much more in terms of how I make decisions. But I find it difficult to put it in human terms to kind of describe it being a sacred authority, just like, well, I just feel mm. this way. So I would love to hear from your perspective how, because I know you're now adopting it to help your clients as well. So how has that helped you with your business and your clients with their business as well? Oh, like
1: so much goodness that comes from, I believe, any sort of reading that speaks to you. So I will definitely say if you are drawn to a type of reading or you're hearing us talk about it, it will speak volumes to you. And human design was one of them. There's another type of you've gotten into, Gene Keys? No, I haven't. Okay, that's like the next evolution of human design. Well, Mm. probably not the the way to describe it, but it's it's a different way of looking at who you are. And human design and gene keys can sometimes come as a pair, but somehow gene keys doesn't really talk to me as much as HD. Mm. So you know what I mean? Like by that, there'll be something that you're really drawn to and it's like that's what I want to learn about. And I actually have a gate in human design. So if you ever bring up your chart, which you can do so on like my body graph or something like that, there's all these little numbers that are showing up like pretty much all over your torso. And I have a particular gate that is called detail. And in the detail gate, it's not like attention to detail or anything like that, because hell no, that's not me. But it's like being able to... Exactly what you just described. Go direct into the detail, absorb all of it, all the knowledge, all the information in a very short period of time, and then come out the other side going, Okay, I got it. Cool. So, that is actually like something that is within my human design. It's so funny you mentioned that. that so but, <laughs> but I do love it. And I find that it gives you, and most commonly, what people will say about human design is they'll say it's just like a big permission slip to be exactly who you are. And one of my other clients, she just went through it and she sent me this message afterwards saying, I'm, I'm living completely out of my design. I, I am so far away from how I'm supposed to be living my life, at least according to the human design, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, mantra, that she's like, it's no wonder I've had all these health issues, I've had insomnia i've had broken down relationships i don't feel fulfilled in my life and and now she's in on this quest of realigning a lot of aspects and if that's the thing that you walk away with of realizing you know the reader or the way that you've read your chart says something and you know deep down that that is absolutely true for you but you've not been able to actually step out and do the things that you want to Start finding ways to realign. That is the thing that will get you feeling the way that Lala and I do about our businesses, about life, because we are in our design. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just think it's such a beautiful tool. And if you have never heard about it, it's becoming so popular now. It's just such a wonderful, accessible way Mm -hmm. of who you are, then I would dive in. It really is such a wonderful tool.
0: Mm. And it's fun as well for me. It's I can't describe the fun of it, but it's like, you know, when I did my reading, um, my friend Michelle Wong, who's really good at it and she really goes into the detail. She said, You're a dry kitchen. I'm like, What the <laughs> heck is a dry kitchen? What does that and, mean? But it's- so dry kitchen is essentially somebody who brings communities together and then becomes once the community is together, I provide the environment and I just sit there and watch. And it was like, I just remember sitting in my reading, going like, oh, what? That's what i meant to do. And then whenever I tap into this new area of my my environment, it's almost like the universe tapping you on the shoulder and going hello remember this and for me it's like a game with universe going okay i'm gonna try this and i think that's a fun thing about business that i love is that you can always try different things and what's the worst case if it doesn't work out
1: exactly exactly right
0: so ruby i'm curious now that the borders are starting to open There's a possibility we can start traveling in 2021 and we're now looking at 11th of december have you started setting your goals for 2021 yet and if so do you mind sharing with us some of the things that you think you might be planning to do in 2021 maybe a retreat oh so to do
1: with traveling okay so we yeah i mean that was the only thing i cared about when it came to announcements It was just like, oh, we still have to wear our masks. I'm like, oh, whatever. What about borders? Like, I was just like, okay, like, talk to me about the borders and are they opening? Are they not opening? It's so funny what everybody had as their thing that they were hanging on to for announcements i had one girlfriend and her, the only thing she cared about was when gyms were going to open I had a <laughs> thing like all about child care i'm like okay all right they're nice to has but and then they were like travel oh whatever but um yeah like as soon as the borders were announced open for some states like my mom was here and i jumped up and down like a crazy woman i was so excited And she was so sad because she's like, I'm going to lose you
0: again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's just, that is the joy of having a Sagittarius daughter. I'm like, out, (laughs) bye-bye. I could never, ever just keep you here. Like, you're so uncaged. So, yeah, I think for us there's always plans for for travel for sure. And we're actually going to be uh, leaving uh, Melbourne, so just we bought a car last week. We are going to travel all around Australia, take the kids, do all of that. So we're doing like a big Australian road trip and really just exploring our nation, our country up until we're obviously able to travel overseas again, whenever that is. But I think with all of that being said, like, yes, there will be retreats. There'll be meetups. There'll be, you know, some really gorgeous experiences that I want to bring forward to my community that isn't necessarily uh what you would see in, in the online business world. So I've got so many ideas and such a huge vision. I don't even think it's held within 2021. It's just, it feels like it's within the next three years. So there's, there's a lot on my plate, but that's just the way that I love it. So (laughs) (laughs) we just have so much stuff that we, we have to kind of draw from and have that variety in life
0: and, That's, it's just so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Well, if you come to Sydney or if I I happen to be in Sydney, (laughs) because we're definitely, um, yeah, I was the same. I was like, okay, borders are open. Where can I go now? So I'm actually going to, oh, my God, Uluru in February, and I just can't wait when I can go to New Zealand and visit my family as well. So,
1: Oh, wow, that is so gorgeous. Yeah, New Zealand is just uh to me it feels like mm, it's like you go into a bit of a aura bubble and it's mm. just it's so it's so quiet it just oh. is peaceful for me there it's just quiet and i don't really know what's going on in the rest of the world and i, I really love that you know i have yes. i have this gift of reading um astro cartography so i'm really good at reading it's a it's an amalgamation of astrology the way that your energy was cast on this world at the time that you were born, but being able to read for career, money, fame and recognition and where those energies lie on the world map for you. And it's just so fun seeing that. And New Zealand for me is literally like no energy, zero. And that just re- that's why I go there and I feel like I've gone into a bit of a jelly. It's like, Whoa. everything just goes quiet
0: there. Wow, that's a very different way of putting New Zealand but it's definitely yeah it's definitely quiet and for me I could just be there in the home that I grew up and it feels like the world just falls apart and I think it's kind of the way that you describe as a jelly it's like Mm -hmm. I feel safe I feel protected and it's like I'm going through a spiritual cleanse and everything (laughs) just goes into the wash come out and I can come back to Australia going okay now I'm ready (laughs)
1: Yes, Uh, you know what? I've never been to New Zealand when it's not winter. Like Mm. I, because we used to go there. Me and my group of friends used to go there skiing every year. Like that was our one, like our big trip together. Like we'd go to the Remarkables and spend time in town and just, you know, have the snow around. It was always cold, so I've never experienced like New Zealand in the summer. Like it's so funny. Maybe I should have
0: to go around March ish because that's when the weather is just perfect
1: cool oh my goodness <laughs> this travel talk is making me want to pack up my suitcase and go
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> so how can people find you ruby i know you're so easy to find ruby lee everywhere um so tell us about how can people find you and some of the amazing offers you currently have
1: Yeah, so come and find me. The place that I mostly hang out now is actually on Instagram. So if you find me, it's underscore Ruby Lee underscore. And I also have a podcast called Own Your Hustle, which is really the whole journey. You can start from the start. A lot of people do. And they listen to the whole journey of how I went from side hustle to million dollar entrepreneur. So if you want to actually hear the ups and the downs, that's where it is. Um, In terms of my offers, You can check out rubylee.co, which is my website. Mastermind is and one of my masterminds are enrolling right now. And so all the membership is going to be a really great place for you to start. If you love my vibe, if you're starting a business, all of that good stuff, um, or wanting to scale to multiple six, then come and have a chat to me.
0: No worries. Well, Ruby, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and having this chat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and i can't wait when you come to sydney um because i've never met you in person it'll be really
1: nice to actually meet you. i know i don't have any plans for sydney at the moment but i think the closest we're going to get is um Kayama, like wollongong Kayama area oh like, uh, kind of around Very
0: beautiful there yeah
1: yes That's yeah
0: good. all right well i'll definitely meet you there then let me know <laughs> i'm coming over <laughs>
1: All right, thank you so much everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. Bye
0: if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a 5-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you are listening on. Share this podcast with your friends and follow at The Womanly Way on Instagram for glimpses behind the scenes, teasers of upcoming content and juicy snippets of the best interviews. Or if you prefer to watch the show live and interact with my guest and I, feel free to follow me on Facebook or YouTube at Angela Wang, The Womanly Way. Catch you in the next episode.